Welcome to Travelers on Fire, an adventure travel podcast that will provide you inspiring travel stories from experts around the world and helps you getting ready for your next adventure. I'm your host, Hannah Full, and I hope you enjoy the show. This is an episode on how to travel on a budget and specifically how to save on accommodation. One of the biggest expenses of traveling often is the accommodation, and there you definitely can cut some costs. We're only going to talk about our own experiences, so things we tried out ourselves. First, bring your tent, sleeping mat and sleeping bag. Because just in general, you're so much freer if you just have a tent. Because you can just see how your day goes and where you end up, instead of booking everything in advance. Also then, you can be much more open to invitations from strangers, because you didn't have booked a room yet. So, in general, all over the world, you can ask in churches, mosques, police stations or firefighter stations or any other public or religious institutions if you can pitch your tent there. In these religious or public spaces, you mostly get accepted, of course, only just one or two nights, and you just have to rock up with a big smile and ask them. So now we're going to talk a bit more specifically about countries. In America, in general, there are very high fines for wild camping. So make sure, if you're going to wild camp, that you're really, really hidden and best with a green army-colored tent. Then there are also shared campsites. So that means that you're not paying per person, but per campsite. So they are often pretty big and you can just ride into the campsite and ask some people that are already there if you can share your camp with them. Then it's another option in America to just ask some people if you can camp in their garden. That means if you're passing by some gardens and you see that there are some people in there, just go to them with a big smile and ask them. And yeah, first they're sometimes gonna watch you a bit skeptically. But in the end, we always got a yes. We had amazing conversations with them and often we even got invited for dinners. And it was really an amazing opportunity to spend the night for free. Yeah, then about Africa. People are very friendly and very open in rural Africa. There, if you are in a small village, it is the best to ask the chief of the village with your hand and feet if you can spend the night there. And he will most likely figure something out for you and even often invite you for a dinner. And especially also in Arabic Africa, it is very okay to just knock on people's houses and they will most likely let you sleep there. In Asia, you can ask the monks if you can sleep in their temples or pitch your tent next to it. Most of the times, these monks are really super friendly and... Again, you're often also invited for food. And the good thing is that these temples are really almost everywhere all over Asia. Yeah, and if you're really gonna end up somewhere where there's no temple or no guest house, then ask the locals and most likely they're gonna arrange something for you. 
We headed on our bicycle trip somewhere in rural Vietnam where there was really no temple and no place to sleep and these locals just arranged it that we could sleep in a school with some teachers for free. Yeah, and just a general other advice is that it's very nice in warmer and humid countries to exchange your tent with a mosquito net. Okay, so that was it about camping. But if you don't want to camp, you have several other options. First of all, you can use your social media network. You can put the route you're traveling on your Facebook account. We really had it many times that there have been people around that we didn't even knew of and then we could just meet them and sleep at their place. Yeah, maybe, for example, you have a cousin that is doing an exchange somewhere in America and you don't even know it. Also, there's another platform coming up. It's called Friend Theory. They launched this platform and there you can stay with friends of friends. Yeah, besides, if you want to book a room, you can just ask travelers where they stayed because lonely planets and travel websites are often outdated and in TripAdvisor for example everybody can write reviews so it's really hard to know if this review is of someone who really stayed there or if it's maybe written by the own owner yeah besides there are also websites like booking.com or hostelworld where you can really just look for the prices and look for the cheapest options yeah then There is housekeeping and that is also a platform where you can just look in which places some people are going on a holiday and you can just go into their houses and you're going to look after their house, after the animals and you can stay there for free. And another very big and pretty good option is workaway.org. Nadim did do this in a hostel in San Sebastian. And this is that... You're working for some hours per week and you can stay for free in hostels, on farms, in surfing schools, kiting schools. There are really many, many options. And in return for your work, you can always stay there for free and sometimes you're even getting free food. Yeah, another option is couch surfing. Many people of you might know it. It's an online platform where you ask locals if you can stay with them for free. And you go on the website, you put in the city or the place you want to go to, and you see the people that are offering the places for free in those places. And you can also see the reviews, so you know, for example, if other people stayed already with them before, and if you can trust it. This platform is really huge. I used it a lot all around the world when I was backpacking in India or in Central America, but also a lot when I was hitchhiking through Europe. And I really had zero bad experiences. Of course, sometimes, you know, you have some weirdos, but this is also making the trip and the adventure. So, yeah, what is important is that, of course, as couchsurfing is so big, these people often get many, many requests per day. When I was putting up my flat in Berlin, I was getting more than 10 requests per day. So really make sure that you have a good profile picture, that you speak out your expectations, that you tell about your trip and you can maybe have a standard text to introduce yourself, but you also have to read the profile of the hosts and personalize your request. The nice thing about couchsurfing is that these locals are often showing you some places that are really non-touristy and that you would never read about in Lonely Planet or on TripAdvisor or something. But yeah, 
Keep in mind that it requests quite some socializing because this platform is not made for just staying there for free and not being in contact with your host. You should really make the most out of it. And it's also very nice if you're staying several nights to maybe invite the host for dinner or cook something for them. Yeah, last but not least, there's the platform Warm Showers. This is actually like couch surfing, but only for traveling cyclists. So that means people that were traveling the world on a bicycle are opening their homes for other cyclists as well. A nice thing there is that you just open a map online and you can see if there is a warm showers host on your road. And this is really super nice also because this platform is not as big as couch surfing. So these people are not getting so many requests And therefore, we very often or most likely got accepted when we requested. So guys, this was our episode about saving on accommodation. I hope you could learn something from it. And I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh -huh.